Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss another episode of Southland, Season 4, Episode 4, entitled Identity. This episode was written by Sarah Grand, directed by Nelson McCormick. I gave it a 9.2 out of 10. I thought it was fun in some places. I uh, found everything with Lydia to be the emotional standout of the episode but also tang and tang and cooper their dynamic still it mirrors that episode in which he was trying the entire day to get the city to remove that uh that van or that rv that was on bricks that was uh, annoying the neighborhood and he's approached once again and then it's a, a turn in the situation where she's on the phone the entire time being the john cooper of it all it shows what these two people have in common so i like that overall uh, another strong episode in the series before we jump into the review wherever you're listening to this podcast popping apple stitcher spotify amazon get down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for this show or any of the other shows that i'm doing blackercouch at gmail.com so let's start with the the tang and the cooper situation uh as stated (laughs) they they both are getting in the car he's like don't make any type of jokes and one of the the shop owners comes up to him and says hey this vet he he is unfortunately sleeping in his doorway again or in this alley next to his business so they say that they will take care of the situation was his name stan i think it was stan uh it turns out he was a marine and he needs an id to get back into the homeless shelter that john had taken him to where they took all of his things so they decide that they are going to get him his id and he agrees to go back if they do he unfortunately can only remember the month and the date and not quite sure on the year and uh tang makes this her crusade get tactical marines john's like you want me to drive she's like i'm not even acknowledging you right now they have one situation i'm not gonna remember all of their their uh story because i felt like it was rather tame the funniest one was when they went to the the railroad crossing (laughs) and they were debating who had jurisdiction over the body and they're like yeah well you have the torso it's like yeah but you got a leg so it's technically over there it's like you can you can live with only without a kidney and he's like but he has two right how about a head how many of those does he have (laughs) but as tang is getting angrier and angrier on the phone 
they realize if she starts paying attention to what is going on they don't want none of that smoke so they decide they'll go ahead and take it and she's like what what do we settle they're like we got it we got it please go away john finally asked why this so personal for her it turns out her father was a marine and he says he still wonders why and she says we don't leave anyone behind and so he decides to help her out instead of the legal way let's do something a little illegal and they take his photo they go to one of his friends who can manufacture a fake id but unfortunately when they show it to him he doesn't recognize himself he kind of freaks out and they do the next best thing which is move him down to another place where he won't cause such a nuisance to the the business area and it's really sad because it is someone who served and there is a lot of the homeless that unfortunately are and weren't given the attention they needed to address their their ptsd because the united the states of america was like ptsd what's that you better suck it up you're a man and so many many had to go back to homes and that traumatized many generations and it's a whole whole fucked up tale there's always the death toll for war but there's always the aftershock that is always a little muffled in the dialogue so that's pretty much their situation for the episode let's talk about the sadly tragic sammy situation with with ben ben starts off the episode seeing a woman getting mugged the guy runs off and the woman's like oh thank you my hero cops pull up he's like we're good guys and she's like fucking cops did you hear about that one that smacked that girl in the face for like no reason why am i still getting hate sammy went from liberal to absolute and utter conservative republican so damn quick he tells him he needs to get the fuck out of where he is he needs to go get a house out in the desert where his blue brothers are because that sounds like a fucking cult (laughs) cult like societies it starts like that we all have similar ideas ideals and you know in a sense i get it on a fundamental basis but considering what happens in these by you know statistically i should say uh when you're you're playing with that line unfortunately you have cases in which clearly there's a problem and so he spends the rest of the episode kind of talking him into that because ben is bothered by the fact that she cared more about the cops being a nuisance than she did about the person that was mugging her and that's true 
like why wouldn't you be more bothered but you can i mean yeah like why wouldn't you want the police to show up like you're screaming wanting to help but then when someone comes to help you you're like oh these fucking people so on one hand i understand that particular mindset but on the other you did suck a girl in the face (laughs) because you lost your temper in the moment and while it's totally understandable and i've made that clear when it happened that as a human being i get it i wouldn't personally persecute you but you can see particularly in the in the demographic of where you are how that's even more impactful because that's this the world that we live in and now we're starting to have more of a conversation about it's like when it's so institutionalized in the soil it's really 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 hard to be like oh you got this this thing happened well this other more momentous thing also happens and that's the racial stereotyping and watching of our neighborhoods so that when crime does go down of course because you're sitting there waiting for crime to go down uh but he really has sammy's really turned about how you can't date girls you need to like even as he's going through a chase (laughs) he's telling him you know you need to find a good wholesome girl because messing with these bougie uh hookah what did he say he was just dragging dragging particularly his ex-wife because she's like she has everything my fucking dog my child dude you put your dick in there you knew what she was talking about you thought she would change i'm in denial but he's basically telling his partner you know don't be into what you're into because that's bullshit and you need to get someone who's basically (laughs) a ride or die for you in the way in the sense of uh a republican wife can be i don't uh, you know he he's just very conservative i won't say that all because sammy's not a bad dude clearly i can't say that i'm saying conservative republican his viewpoints and it is a little of a dichotomy with how he treats but that's that i think that's the complexity of people so i'm not mad at the show for showing that but he's definitely putting those ideas in in his head that you just need to step away from all of that get to something nicer that you just a nice girl stop messing with the sloppy hoes which that's not bad advice that's not terrible advice but it's based on a ingrained resentment and also some stereotypical (laughs) uh bullshit anywho i mean but you say you say that but don't don't we all aspire to get to the nicer places the places that have least crime the places that have least bullshit so there's a little bit of hypocrisy even in as you point that out at least i can admit to so um because i could be moving over not in this where i'm living and have way cheaper rent 
but there's like a higher crime rate over there and the schools are less uh, less uh with stuff and basically i'm in the suburbs and i'm not pretending that there's not a benefit here even if it means that it's surrounded by or affiliated with uh you know white america wow that was a really huge rabbit hole so moving on moving on when they chase this one guy down because he oh they stop a robbery it's just a lot of daytime robberies what the fuck they don't even seem like they get away with what they were trying to steal so they give chase and as ben goes past and keeps going sammy stops at a at a dumpster he hears movement and he shoots (laughs) at first i was i wasn't i wasn't sure what happened but then as he comes back ben that is with the suspect we find out he shot a dog he called the ambulance and they're like yeah we're not veterinarians (laughs) and uh, of course of course ben wants to take the high road because they've been giving him such shit about smacking the girl in the face that he uh, allows his jokes like yeah i ain't calling sarge you you hurt man's best friend like another person showed up talking about why do you hurt the dog so he feels he feels really really guilty about this and there is a joke about the value of lives versus the value of a dog because in the beginning of the episode you see this woman was shot mama mama rose or something to that effect and he's talking about her in such a matter of fact tone like she was a good person nobody was an enemy of her but he has absolutely no feeling no emotional connection even as he knew this woman and then here he shot a dog and he has shown more emotional care than than he has shown towards a human and it's kind of fucking weird and fucked up because he ends up taking the dog to the vet the vet's like well it's not going to survive if you don't give it surgery and since it doesn't have an owner because it doesn't have a collar it'll be put down he's like you mean you'll murder it he's like we'll put it we'll make them comfortable and put them to sleep murder daddy chill that's like sammy chill chill out my dude he's just it's an elderly dog he's pretty much fucked up for life and to repair him is going like this say pro bono <laughs> and so he decides to spend thirteen hundred dollars on the dog surgery he is laughed at once again by ben as well as our our horrible dippity dipshit named dewey who literally talked about how he shot a kid a few years ago and how because he's like oh don't worry the department won't give a shit i just 
shot a kid and i shot his thumb off and he's going to a bright college because we paid a settlement for it so that's just how it goes like we can pretty much shoot people even and then i i still am not over the comparison between a dog and a human fucking child but he laughs about it like it's no big deal and this guy is still on the fucking force that's the point that's the point that they are hammering with dewey's character is that these type of people still maintain their badges and most of them we won't know anything about that's insane insane so (laughs) later on they put a dog bobblehead as well as a card on it on on uh sammy's car (laughs) to fuck with him he tried to beat up the suspect too because he was laughing he's like at least i didn't murder no dog (laughs) shoot no dog they roll up on to two other of the game members they chase him one of them has a whole bunch of weed on him and he's like well i need to know what happened turns out the gang or people in the gang shot the woman just to prove they have street cred punk ass bitch motherfucker sammy shows up to the vet and he's surprised to realize that the dog does have owners the little girl when she washes her dog he slips off the collar but that's their dog they also don't speak english and they thank him for finding her and he's like so what happens like are they gonna pay for it and the veterans like do they look like they're gonna pay for it or they can pay for it (laughs) so of course ben is in i mean he's in hysterics right now because he has to pay for this dog that he thought he was gonna take home with him all out of this misplaced sense of i mean he did the right thing but when it turns out he had owners now he doesn't feel so noble (laughs) if he had waited just a little bit it wouldn't have been his decision to make he should have just let let it be let it be kept interfering oh that was pretty funny and then it turns out in the end ben is finally looking at the house so he intends to move out to the the desert with the rest of his blue they did have some funny jokes in the car because <laughs> she was like he she took my my uh my house <laughs> my dog my kid your balls <laughs> like damn why you mean but they have a nice brotherly type of partnership versus the more mentor fatherly type of partnership that he had with cooper and that's a nice display of difference in dynamic lastly let's talk about lydia lydia has a secret Pregnant girl got morning sickness like i had morning sickness and for some reason she thinks that the astute people around her particularly the ones that have children 
won't know the telltale signs <laughs> of a pregnant woman the first one being her own damn mama who's like okay so you've been sick four weeks now and when you're ready to tell me just know i'm gonna support you and she's like i'm surprised to hear you say that like what if you want to have an abortion you can have an abortion if you want to keep it you can keep it you aren't like the other girls they wanted to have the domestic you wanted to pursue what you pursue and you're in it now and that's gonna possibly be a sacrifice so you're gonna have to decide and uh she really takes that to heart this episode as she gets in the car with ruben who's like you want to eat this sandwich you gonna put all this food in your face because i'm gonna force you to tell me <laughs> but it also shows how very how very um how much she guards her own personal business even with Ruben, who she's a close partner with and her mom she doesn't try to lie to and even even the the little girl i think it was like fantasia or something i don't <laughs> i really don't recall but even that little scene she was able to open up but to her partner like that's that's just a door she's not gonna open anytime soon until she has to and that leads to when she's in the bathroom and well first they show did they show up to the crime scene first no she's in the bathroom she's throwing up again tank comes out like you got any tampons she's like here have the box she's like uh congratulations have you told anyone yet the department she's like no don't say anything until you can't buckle your belt and uh she decides to take that very sage advice and doesn't say anything to reuben when he's like oh you got an appointment everything good yeah everything's fine they show up to the crime scene brian i think was his name he was stabbed to death they uh see the girl she is sad about what has happened i forgot what her name was fantasia deja malamasia malaysia i feel like something with it uh she's upset but then she goes upstairs and she tells them that this is basically like a a shelter she he allows brian girls on hard times to stay there while he stays in venice and he's the chef and that sounds weird so it's no surprise that he was being sexual with these women even though are we to believe the other the true girl killer i didn't write anybody's names down clearly <laughs> uh that she actually was in a relationship i'm just gonna take it at face value so yeah he was clearly taking sexual advantage of the situation preying on girls in in needful situations that are also minors so she said he's like a 50 year old man when 
the other girl attacks the other girl upstairs it turns out and the mom's on the phone she melanie i think is her name she is asking about prescription she says she's the person that killed brian and that's when melanie says no i'm the person that killed him lydia questions her she talks about how she was brought in by brian she didn't realize that there was a sexual component to their relationship and that her daughter does have issues she's been diagnosed with a little bit of this and a little bit of that but they really don't know just a lot of different pills that affect her mood but she's also very artistic which her mother is very proud of and thinks that she has a bright future she says that she just saw red and snapped however while lydia is at the doctor's office Ruben finds evidence that does not support that the mom is the killer and unfortunately the girl is able to escape and nobody really noticed at the doctor Lydia is told by her doctor okay well at 36 yo chances of your baby having down syndrome is higher I'm like damn why you gotta leave with that i don't feel like my doctor i was 28 (laughs) so i suppose maybe this is a different conversation that i wouldn't hear but i felt like that's uh like she said oh you want me to schedule you uh an appointment she's like oh i don't know and she didn't really support her one way or another maybe that's the better way i don't know i was just looking a little sus at her bedside manner (laughs) but i guess what she was saying is that your body fat at your age is so little that you being able to conceive you know you're at a high risk she says she was pregnant before but it was a miscarriage a few years ago and so she says that she's also may possibly gonna need to take some time off to avoid another chance of miscarriage and this of course freaks lydia out so when reuben starts to ask questions she jumps on the fact that he made a mistake which was uh letting the girl out of his sight (laughs) said i thought the officer would do that is that really on him or is that on his training officer just a little bit i'm curious because she was a little distracted this episode Uh, she is more focused on the personal aspect of why would melanie take the fall for her daughter and reuben has to explain to her well you know he's you're gonna do anything for your child and this is something that we were actually recently talking about in house of the dragon about some pair for some parents you know the last stand the less more moralistic stand uh is loyalty to your child no matter what and so there's people that still truly do believe in that and i'm like i don't know i feel like if you're chopping bodies up or you murdered someone i'm gonna have to take you to the police station (laughs) and have you serve the mandatory time for your crimes i'm gonna do everything i can i'm gonna get you a lawyer i'm gonna love you 
that that is a pretty big ask <laughs> so in this case especially with her daughter being mentally ill and she feeling guilty it makes a lot more sense uh, than that straightforward statement this seems like it's news to Lydia. <laughs> She's like, I've never thought about anyone besides me. I think she's far more practical. And she gets a few a few moments to to figure things out in her own personal life as they they get Fantasia's help to find her. And she's like, I told you I could find her for quicker than y'all could. She killed my baby. He was 50 years old. And then what happened? <laughs> uh, so she runs. They give chase. She attacks Lydia. Jumps in a vehicle. Tries to run off. And is unfortunately shot in the shoulder for her. For her situation. Ow. I love that. She was sympathetic. She's like shit. But it had to happen like she feels bad for her but ruben didn't do anything wrong <laughs> and so and so uh oh that's the comment he made he said ied or fed showed up quicker for that dog than they did a human person that's what dewey said that is rather fucked up so uh she goes uh to the hospital and she says am i gonna be arrested uh or am i in trouble she's like yeah they should just kill me because nobody wants me and she says no your mother loves you more than anything she thinks she might hate her and she's like no her face lights up when she talks about you she would do anything for you uh it's very nice her coming to that realization but then her also talking to melanie and she gets even more insight where she doesn't regret anything like my life i was just cruising through it i was living more of a selfish existence and then now i know what my purpose is and she doesn't regret that even with all the ins and outs and she knows that her daughter will get through this so this inspires her when she gets back to the office ruben's like i'm glad everything went well at the doctor because you know i thought you might be pregnant she's like well it turns out you're wrong lies 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 she drives deja to the shelter and she says can i ask you something she's like yes what happened to your parents she's playing she has a mom but she likes partying she likes being selfish magazines looking good when she get money she takes me out and uh, buys me makeup and clothes but that's about it she's like you're not into that stuff and she's like no she's like do you have kids and she's like soon and she says they're gonna be lucky to have a mom like you and that shit is real i say that all the time i tell my daughter <laughs> like you lucky that you have a mother who cares because that is not everybody that is not a given and it's ever more so apparent 
the more i am seeing the lack of other parents it's it's tragic man it's really freaking tragic how much people shoehorn that shit in because they don't want to be they can't take away the the sacrifice that it entails that you're gonna have to put yourself on pause not all the way you know you should always find ways to to be you to to still maintain (laughs) some sanity in your life however it is primarily 70 30 if not 80 20 it's highly disproportionate is what i'm trying to say (laughs) and that's fine because you know you get that third chapter that's gonna be for you once you're done and you get to sit back and relax a little bit hopefully if you've done it right so yeah uh, that's that's part of what it is it's part of what you give and it does definitely feel like she made a decision at the end of this episode to keep that baby there was a question who's the father and she did not answer it at all so that's another mystery to be answered in regards to lydia's situation because her mom said she did always want this and also who she have tried to have a baby with before was it that one dude that we saw in season like one <laughs> that is gonna be my review for the episode i am looking forward to seeing how things unfold out the rest of the season we do have feedback so let's hop into the mailbag Hey Christina, it's me Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Southland Season 4, Episode 4? Yeah. Um, I, I actually enjoyed this episode. Um, it was a little bit frustrating in, in parts, uh, mostly because I'm nosy. And, <laughs> and I really want to know who the father of Lydia's baby is and it's frustrating because I mean I <clears throat> this show is more about I mean unfortunately we got more of Tammy and Sammy than I ever wanted to know or see um I, I mean it's just other than Lydia and her mom we're really not getting a whole lot of her personal life and all that stuff I mean, we got a little bit this episode but it's like we don't know who she's dating we don't know who this baby father is um i mentioned that in my last feedback about who was she calling so i'm assuming whoever this person that she called in the last episode is the baby daddy so um but yeah it was very uh, i understood what i mean she's 36 and she's career oriented career driven so it's a natural question or statement for her mom to say about um, she'll support whatever decision she wants. You know, she's just being supportive um, because it's not she doesn't want to assume that <clears throat> one thing or the other. Um, and um, yeah, it's definitely not easy, as I'm sure, you know, um, doing this, doing this ride solo um, and me. I've done it solo off and on throughout uh, my kiddo's life raising three boys but um it's nothing like it like the lady was saying through all the ups and downs and the you know with my youngest 
all the stuff that um, he went through, having his diagnosis, being on the spectrum. So it, it's it's a hard life, uh, especially when you're doing it by yourself. And um, yeah, I have just so many days. Um, luckily, I was in the military for a good portion of it or I wasn't working at all. Because when I got out, um, I went to school and um, used the MGI bill to go to school. So I didn't have to worry about um, whenever my youngest was acting out and I had to go get him from school. Um, It didn't jeopardize. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't great, but uh, I still had a job. I still had a career um, at that point. Um, And so it didn't affect me in the way that the lady was, Nicole's mom was talking about um, where they ended up where they were in such a vulnerable position to where this guy took advantage. And that's another thing. I think we talked about this before. Um, it was, I was slow to <clears throat> get involved uh, with anyone else. Um, I was very careful. Um, once me and my ex uh, went our separate ways, I did not date. I didn't bring any guys around my children because you just, it's just some shady people out there. People that take advantage of your vulnerability and prey on your child. So, and I see that in my line of work as we speak. Um, Sammy and Ben, I, you know, it's funny to me as I was watching this, you know, in the, when we talk about the climate that we continue to be in when it comes to police officers versus the communities that they're supposed to be protecting and serving and so when Sammy was talking about the land of the blue I mean it just really hit home that that's part of the problem that and and his attitude what he was telling Ben about you know being separate from it all and so um, I mean to me that's again part of the issue you know it's like an us against them you know, the way he was talking, like, this is where we go. This is where we are. This is where we belong. This is our, you know, our little area. And it's like, you know, I mean, you should really be more invested in your community. And that's why there's more of this us versus them mentality, because you do um, have this mindset of separating yourself from the community And it's great that Ben is, you know, amongst the community and interacting with them. And so, but of course, Sammy's trying to talk him out of that and into this um, this suburbia lifestyle, um, which I don't even think fits Ben at this point in time. He could barely, you know, keep a girlfriend. Um, He's just not at that stage in his life. But anyway, um, so we'll see how that goes. You know, at the beginning of the episode, when I saw Lydia running, I'm like, have we ever seen Lydia run? I mean, we see Ben again in this episode. Same thing. It seems like he runs every episode. He's chasing after somebody. (laughs) I don't think we've seen Lydia run like that before. If we have, yeah, correct me. But I'm like, dang, she is gone. She is gone. But yeah, I thought that was um, different because I don't remember seeing it. And if we, if I did see it, it wasn't to this extent, to this level of chasing. I'm sure she had, I just, it was just, it just stood out to me for some weird reason. We got um, John and Tang going, uh, going all out for this um, veteran homeless vet. Um, 
which I'm surprised that they don't have programs for, um, and especially in California, um, homeless vets. I'm surprised they didn't. I know she was calling some people, but there's usually like little um, places you can go to like actually have face-to-face interaction versus trying to get someone over the phone because it's that's just anywhere i mean military civilian world private sector public you know it's you know everybody's i mean this was i know this was this show was done what 10 years prior but still it's just gotten worse about you know being get being able to get a hold of someone and being able to have a conversation about whatever your issues are but i i've feel like they I mean again it's a show so they're gonna dramatize it but um there was should have been an easier way to try to resolve that than how they went about it but you know I would, thought that was great that they you know were so well mostly her but John went along was so invested in his and what happens to him um because I mean I mean we still have a issue with homeless vets regardless and especially ones that have mental health issues like Tom in this episode did, whether that be PTSD, depression, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. And so I thought that was great that she went the extra mile to try to um, help him. Um, but yeah, should have been. But not in all states. I mean, not uh, some states are not as vet friendly as others some states have a lot more set up for um veterans than others but i thought california was one of those the better ones but i could be wrong i don't know i'm just thinking out loud um as for the one scene where they the woman and the guy were arguing while her daughter was drowning in the pool i was like really are you serious like I, I'm like I that didn't that that whole scene didn't make any sense whatsoever. How are you gonna sit there and I don't even know what they were arguing about, but that was totally ridiculous. I was like, ma'am, seriously. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm glad that the John's back problem storyline is gone. I just felt it, like I said, it ran its course, uh, went a little bit too longer than than it needed to, but. Uh, I'm glad to see that we get to really, at least I get to really enjoy his character and in it without all the other stuff, all the other nonstop baggage that was going on. Um, of course, uh, it was gross. The uh, train incident. I'm like, oh gosh, that's such a gruesome way to die. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I'm fighting over jurisdiction. It's like, uh, <laughs> really, people like half his body is over there another half is over here like gross i would think the torso where the arms are because in the face would have more jurisdiction since that you'd be able to identify a lot more so than the legs and arms i mean the legs and feet but that's just me anyway i think that's all i have for this one until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy I know this is more of kind of like law and order with a little drama as an appendix more than it is oh we're going to be following these people's personal lives like a stylized tv show and also it was sucks and what i always like to bring up this is what the year of our lord 2012 
look how much black women don't get to have screen time compared to their white counterparts male counterparts at that you know and she's the lead actress on this so i i always say like with the show scandal that's one of the few shows started off now, there was others here and there where it was consistently stayed on the black female lead as the main driver for the story and while i would say i mean it feels like the whole tammy stuff is so recent we really haven't had her in a little while it feels like not as far as like a deep story we went home and was in their home and at the time when they were selling this show of course they're going to sell it based on the more popular people around it and i'm afraid to to break it down to you but regina uh, king wasn't high on that list she was kind of one of those not middling actresses but she had some things under her belt but not a whole lot she had more success in the movies than she did anywhere else but not like a as much i think she broke out like really broke out and there's nothing wrong with that that's what happens to a lot of actors and actresses but uh i would say her breakout emmy role like what what was that that's when they always start to give you a, a lot more attention and then watchmen uh yeah she got it for watchmen seven seconds she was nominee nominated for american crime uh that also gave her a lot of american crime is where she really started catching people's attention and her career kind of soared more upward from there so she would not have garnered as much uh screen time as the other actresses so while i understand you would want more of of her in her personal life just not that type of show where you're i don't think you'll ever be satisfied with the the level of disproportion so what am i what am i trying to say is you can kind of let it go no <laughs> uh, maybe i'll just stop setting you up for that expectation so now now you can uh you can settle into that but i do think at the end of the season they they saw more of the draw uh maybe i could be misremembering though so we shall see going forward how much attention was given to her anywho i'm pretty sure like i had you send this one in and then i was like oh where's your episode for southland and i was like oh shit i didn't do four yet did i (laughs) so that's that's totally my bad my bad all all of my bad all of my bad um the sammy yeah i agree exactly with you that he's really stripping away the things that that cooper really was trying to teach him and set him up to be this really great officer i think that's a a a metaphor of how you start off as you know you're fresh they they teach you by the best they 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 tell you the proper way and then you get caught up in the bullshit and you start getting jaded and cynical and you get in and then you start getting part of the 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 
sorority type of mentality and grouping and then you start to segregate yourself away from the population and then it's easier yes of course for us and them and then not only that i think they really showed this episode the dehumanizing factor that they have towards people due to the their job and so when you see those more humanizing factors uh it stands out more and it's usually with those with those uh, officers that are leading more by example uh as far as it being easier i mean i think it's uh i mean i can't speak for los angeles so i'm not going to you uh i don't know anything so i'm not going to go one way or another but i can tell you in ohio it's horrible it's absolutely horrible it's still a huge stigma somewhere in some places where it's just people don't or they don't have enough of resources or they don't have enough money it depends on what what government is in there what congress is you know those those programs get money and then they get it taken away depending on which administration is being put in so i i think it's still very much uh, a problem like i wouldn't say that's an out of the norm story that seems like maybe better in the years that have followed just because it's really in the last five years that mental health has been given any attention and that's because of the rate increases in suicide particularly in young people and that type of like really bringing attention to that but you know bullying behavior was just part of the norm and it still is we say it you know kids are brutal nowadays but really they shouldn't be like that behavior is passed down generationally and there needs to be a zero tolerance from it from a school perspective and from a you know if you're gonna have your child like this well then you're going to be the person that's dealing with that so yeah i would say definitely in the last five years more so than any other time that the whole stigma around mental health and really getting these people help instead of most police officers just would have arrested him arrested him threw him in the back of the cop car and just put him in the cell that would be what a lot of officers would prefer than even trying to get them to a shelter and then you know there's also they don't say anything about it but then what the drug problem on top of that (laughs) the the not wanting to be in the show yeah so it's 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 complicated from my understanding from where i live so uh i think that's about it yeah i know he knows me with the i think i already talked about lydia stuff and yeah i uh i don't have much to add so <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up if you want to send feedback for the next episode like at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>